welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Welcome back to Denver, everyone. Christy, I have a confession to make, okay? I am slightly more optimistic about some of these couples after watching the second episode than I was after watching the first episode. I agree with that. Particularly two of the couples. Uh, Becca and Austin and Orion and Lauren. Yeah, so should we should we just jump right into I guess this uh just post ceremony conversations with Brennan and Emily. Yeah, I mean, they are forced to do this outside in the freezing cold. This did not make me more optimistic for their relationship. <laughs> um, yeah, though that was something that I guess was a little strange to me just thinking about the venue choice. Um, not only the conversations outside after the weddings, but also the fact that everyone got ready in like that separate building and then had to walk through the cold yeah not not through some corridor or something to the actual ceremony location but had to actually go outside to get there yeah i did not like this choice of venue at all i didn't like the decor how tiny it looked it just seemed like this was all they could find on short notice or uh, something. It wasn't grand enough for you? There have just been so many better looking ones, but yeah, I think that's for, what they had. I think for me, in addition to the whole, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, ladies, you're going to have to walk outside in the freezing cold in your wedding dresses, uh, didn't appreciate that part, but also the fact that the actual wedding venue itself is arranged in the way that it was. And I don't know if this is a pet peeve of me specifically, but I'm not a huge fan of that. Like you're essentially having to come in from the side. Oh, I don't like and that And then, either. like, walk, walk a bunch. So you basically end up having to do, like, this big L. Yeah. So you're visible for, like, this huge portion of it before you even get to the aisle to walk down to to the front. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that either. It was just awkward. Yeah. Not the most traditional of venues, and I don't mind not traditional, but... It just seemed a little awkward and not quite, uh, not quite uh, appropriate for the purpose. Maybe yeah, it was a little clunky. Even 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 d- despite the fact that right, these are of course small weddings, given that it's married at first sight and it's short notice and all of that. Even then, it's still ended up feeling kind of awkward in terms of how the space felt and was organized. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm a wedding vet- venue expert, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, not not a huge fan of that. Uh, but for, I don't know, for Emily and Brennan, I just, I, I may be wrong, but it seems like between his family background of like non-communicative Russians and her never being in a relationship before. I don't know. I don't know how natural this relationship is going to be. I mean, this post-ceremony conversation felt pretty awkward to me. Yeah, it didn't flow as well as some of the other couples. I mean, she said he's her type, so... At least there's that, but yeah, and I—I I mean, I—I I would say too, I don't have a particularly high bar since this is married at first sight, so 
it's not like you're having a post-wedding conversation with someone you've been dating for for three years yeah Uh, but even even then i feel like a lot of the conversations we've seen throughout the show and i've obviously seen a lot less than you have but it seemed it seemed a bit more awkward than average perhaps we do learn they both want to get the same kind of dog so they have bonded over wow I mean, they didn't show us a ton, honestly. Some common ground. So, yeah, that's all we have to go off of at the moment. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I guess things like him joking about, you know, his dad being Russian, so all he drinks is vodka. Like that just felt awkward to me because, like, that's obviously a joke, (laughs) right? It's sort of that Russian stereotype joke but he's just he's just trying to make small talk if that was the best you can come up with i don't know i don't know what to tell you hopefully a little bit of a rough start hopefully the honeymoon and the rest of the relationship uh ends up going better and you know you can't always you can't always make determinations based off of what happens initially you know the whole mitch and kirsten marriage seemed to start off great until the honeymoon so well that that he remember the whole debacle with his haircut and the band-aid <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to get me started on that that was the most hilarious the ho- most hilarious meltdown i think i've ever seen but well, let's we could, yeah we let's move on to let's go back to uh becca to and pre-wedding austin. yes pre-wedding shopping with becca and austin she wants a non non traditional dress, uh, but not one that's too tight because of her surgeries she's had. Because I said she recently had an appendectomy, which yes. sounds serious. So, well, it was. It's my understanding that uh, it was less to do with the app, like the appendix specifically. Like it was because of the endo yeah. spreading to her appendix versus you know having an inflamed appendix that needed an appendectomy but apparently that was pretty recent so looking for something that's not super tight around the belly how did what did you what did you think of of her dress as the resident fashion expert i actually really liked her dress i liked how flowy it was yes i i liked it as well um just fit her really well there are a lot of things i don't typically like I feel like about wedding dresses, not a huge fan of uh, what do they call like the tool, like that weird yeah. sort of, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of stuff like that, not a huge fan of. But she kind of knocked it out of the park. I feel like she's also, and I don't want to speak too soon unless you know it turns out later that she's a horrible person. But at this stage, she's kind of someone i i want to you know i aspire to be more like becca she just has such a a joy Mm -hmm. for life an appreciation a a good attitude that i really just do not have yeah even despite all of the surgeries and medical stuff Mm -hmm. that she's dealing with at the moment yeah she seems she seems like a a real swell person she's probably my favorite of the brides so far yeah i i i would share that sentiment for sure um and did you did you like austin's suit um i have down that he tried on a green tux initially at least i don't remember if that's what he ended up going with i don't believe it was that was his initial but not yeah, I don't remember his tux at all. Wow. Like the one he actually went with. It's I'm assuming it was, it was black or dark navy or something. You know, unless you go with something that's a bit weirder, like uh, uh, like Eris went with something that was not quite as traditional in terms of like the how it was cut and like the, I don't know, the edges of it and stuff. 
if it's not something that's off the beaten path a bit more like that, it's kind of like, well, <laughs> it's a tux. Yeah. Wow. Great job showing your individuality. <laughs> when they're, for the most part, pretty similar. Um, the biggest takeaway, I guess, for me there was just uh, the conversation his friends had while he was off trying on stuff about how indecisive he can be. Well, you made quite a decision here. Or yeah. at least it was made for him, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we'll see how well this works out. Um, uh, any any takeaways from Claire and Cameron's? <laughs> Not really. I, I mean, mean, I have nothing down other than that he moved to Colorado 10 years ago. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, I mean, Claire brought all her her sisters and her aunts with her. Um, I'm not a huge fan of her family to this point. They're just very like protective and seem to have like very very high standards, <laughs> which. I'm not convinced that he's going to be able to meet necessarily, especially given later in the episode what what transpires. Oh yes. Um, well, but <laughs> that's that that is the match that I'm probably like the most concerned about. I would agree with you. Also, absolutely. Just a little bit uneasy. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, we'll, we will we will get there in good time. But in in the meantime, Lauren hopes that her husband is big enough to keep her warm <laughs> in the cold, cold Colorado air. Which uh, I mean, I don't know about being big enough in terms of hugs, but does have a girth issue. So we'll see well, if, if that ends up being a factor in in the marriage. I don't know hopefully, th- hopefully this isn't another Justin and Alexis situation. I don't know. I feel like that's probably not going to come up again. That's just my guess. I mean, I've been hoping that that's the case. <laughs> I feel like that is one of those things that in the context of the show is TMI. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he if he if he could go back, he would not have shared that. That was that was the alcohol talking. Yeah. Just just a little bit too far. Yeah, per perhaps uh I mean, he definitely changing topics just to be clear. He is very excited about this process and, and getting married and everything. Um, one thing that cracked me up was uh, as all, you know, although getting ready is happening, uh, Lauren's having this conversation with her friends about, you know, visual expectations and, you know, how do you, you know, how do you manage all that? How do you think about all that? And uh, one of her comments was that you can turn a four into into a five. I don't know if you could turn a two into a five. <laughs> what exactly does that mean? How do you turn, how do you change the number of somebody's appearance? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming with... Uh, with grooming with clothing oh, choices okay. it's just i see so there's only but so far you can raise it like there's a right right there essentially whatever uh whatever a person may be at in terms of visual appearance like there's only so much you can alter that sort of on top of what their normal appearance is with things like haircut clothing you know personal grooming those those things there's a ceiling (laughs) right it was just funny to me that she used like she used five i guess maybe it's you know a one to five scale you just sort of typically hear people talking about like 
rating people out of 10, which is one of those things I don't particularly agree with either since I'm so uh, uh, just forward-thinking. Rating people seems a bit counterproductive and rude to me, but uh, that was a, a funny way of putting it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can pretty much deal unless he is hideous. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the wrong show to be demanding, you know, a 10 in the looks department. Right, but overall, I feel like you're not going to be saddled with, like, the absolute worst of the worst in terms of looks. Like, you do typically maybe have more sort of normal type people, but I feel like from what I can, like off the top of my head, I feel like Justin's probably the worst, in my opinion, recently, just because he looks like a baby. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And not, again, not because he's ugly, but just he has like this super young looking Face. I actually didn't think so. Really? He didn't look. He doesn't look that young to me. I don't know. I kind of thought he looked like a baby, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's uh, let's run through their gifts real quick. I guess she gave him a flask mm-hmm. uh, with alcohol in it and a letter. Yes, not but not just any alcohol. It was rum that she herself bottled in. Uh, I think Puerto Rico. It was. Um, so it has significance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his gift was a turquoise. Yes, a turquoise necklace, um, which I guess uh, in his culture, turquoise is like a, a, a medium for ancestors to look forward. So he was like essentially wanting them to meet her since she is so important to him. Since they're getting married, is this is also where he had that um like special white, like hair cloth tie kind of thing? Yes, because this was this was pre their their ceremony. This was all the getting getting yeah. ready, um, which is an another thing, um, which I I believe he said he's right. He's Navajo and Dene. Um, I forget the second one. And so, um, yeah, he tied his hair up in in a culturally significant way as well um which it's important to him so makes sense yep another thing that uh, caught my eye thought was funny was when they're you know sort of having their last conferences with their family members and everything (laughs) she's she's talking to her group and i I forget if it was just a good friend of hers or like a cousin or something is heads into the venue ahead of her as like, I'll give you a whoop whoop if he's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was very funny. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, tell me about the ceremony. I mean, I feel like this ceremony had good vibes. He says she looks phenomenal. Um, the, you know, the families have their whole, this person would like you to know. And then I always find that, in, I've always find it interesting what they choose to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that, like, you know, the descriptions for her were all pretty accurate. Like the free spirit, bold, fearless, that all makes sense. Um, I don't know. I just I liked their ceremony. It it had like kind of like a free flowing, good banter back and forth, mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah, I feel like, despite my concerns last week, they they may actually be the right kind of specific for each other. Yeah, I mean, so far, I think, <laughs> I think so. Which, again, I still think, huge gamble. Well, <laughs> when, yes. when when you When you have specificity like that. But it seems, it seems to have been uh, 
oriented in the correct direction so far. Um, they seem to uh, actually share a lot of the same things uh, sort of that they, they view with importance um, and ha- seem to have similar outlooks. Uh, they actually kissed at the at the mm-hmm. ceremony he did say would you like mm-hmm. which i do i do think is the right call on marriage at first sight <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do i do truly believe that i don't i don't think you could just make that assumption and just go on yeah in. i feel like most people generally kind of like ask or like sort of like question mark with their expressions or whatever to yeah, but the but but the fact that they they kissed and seemed to actually really go for it and more than a just like oh here's the wedding ceremony, you know, it's just the thing where you know they kiss at the end of it. it yeah, we've it, we've it, seen those. It before. seemed it seemed a bit more legitimate to me. Um, so my optimism was raised a bit through this more optimism than i had last week yeah i agree with that surprise surprise who knew that that was possible but but it was and then we just we have to ruin it we go from all this nice just happiness optimistic future to just rehashing this situation yet again most of it being the same exact footage we saw previously of just the michael situation yeah i have some thoughts on this section okay because i just i want to hear all of them i just call bs on this whole like runaway bride storyline i mean we did get because last week we were clowning him for wearing the sword and this crown and so it turns out that was a gift from the bride but even that doesn't make sense because if she backed out before why is she giving him a gift right before the wedding i mean i guess it just it it depends where exactly that happened if it was like she was struggling up until she's like i I can make this happen so send the gifts and then she walks out into the blistering cold and it's like oh man no i can't i can't do this i have to tell him (laughs) i don't know but then there was the whole like letter that was written you mean later yes assuming like before but i don't know it just like when they showed um like panning over the crowd they didn't show any of her family even though they kind of showed michael like greeting them or talking to them briefly like that was weird um and then the voiceover the very obvious voiceover of the what i'm assuming is a stand-in well for privacy purposes (laughs) Like, the whole thing of, like, that part looked like a reenactment to me. Yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't sound like that audio was recorded in the same moment as that. No, and even, that. and even Michael's, like, responses to what she was saying, he didn't seem, like, that affected. It was almost like he, he took it way too well. <laughs> like, if you just get told like i can't do this i feel like there would be more like reaction or emotion to it so you're saying that it's all fake this was a reenactment of what actually happened but at the actual ceremony he fell to his knees and cried out to the heavens (laughs) (laughs) it didn't have to be that dramatic i just it felt not real so much of it so I don't know if like only part of it was the re- reenactment, but something is very fishy to me about yeah. the whole thing. I mean, it didn't. I don't know. It it did feel a little weird. Um, 
especially especially just i guess the sort of careful dancing around the supposed bride and family and stuff and so i like i guess it's possible that they were able to like just take very specific footage but it does feel a bit unlikely just like how it felt weird that we saw all of that bachelorette party footage that like somehow we just have a full set of footage from the bachelorette party and she's just miraculously not in any of that even though she would have been at the bachelorette party yeah somebody mentioned that you could kind of see like there was a fifth person that i guess you couldn't see the face of in one or two of the shots so. like, oh darn we have to scrub through all their footage and make sure none of it is showing her face yeah <sighs> i i just i don't understand why you wouldn't show her like what there must be some legal reason I, I guess I just I just wonder why blurring isn't good enough. Yeah, that too. Like the the complete erasure is what's so strange, but yet we're showing his side of it and all the humiliation and well, sadness. Because he still wants to be on the show. <laughs> well, clearly, given yeah. all the all this ridiculous and seemingly pointless footage that we keep going back to uh of this um but i'm tired of raising my blood pressure let's go back to something happy okay let's go back to becca and austin and their wedding which becca mentioned that she had been to 260 weddings yeah i wrote that down too how is that possible that can't be right she must be exaggerating no, she's been a wedding photographer for for a, a, oh, a long Oh, that time. oh from okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought, not not like not personally. I not, was thinking no. as a guest. I'm <laughs> no, like, there is no way. <laughs> no, no, no. T- speaking professionally. Oh well, the, okay. That I feel like that number could be even higher than, like, if from like since it's her work, but that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you th- if you think about it, you know, there are what 52 weeks in a year yeah she's been doing it for a few years now yeah, well, she's been doing it for 10 years there are prime wedding seasons um you know still still a lot of weddings it's kind of crazy um but yeah she is just so joyful <laughs> mm-hmm. she gave him a i guess a disposable camera and well, film as well to get memories and he gave her a perfume that she just happens to wear every mm-hmm. day yes she seemed way more if if it at all possible way more ready to be married at that point yeah it's She's a like, sign how is he in my brain so austin's the one with the grumpy mother <laughs> who has resigned herself that her son has to make his own decisions. Yes, I said mom is maybe, question mark, starting to come around. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, she doesn't have much of a choice. No, no, she does not. He has made his decision. And as unhappy as she may be in her current marriage, she has to respect that he is a man now and will make his own decisions and uh so he goes forward with it and then we just we get becca who is just so freaking chuffed just so happy to (laughs) be so cheerful to be in the building she like waltzes (laughs) in just like uh, Probably the happiest married at first bride I've ever seen. <laughs> just like it, like it's no big deal. No, I mean I, uh, I love it. Just so so great. Uh, I I love the I love that that unbridled joy. It's great. 
they there was a little odd moment during um her section that her friends wrote for her where they said she was the nerdiest sex vixen you'll ever meet yes i don't think that his mother was very pleased or comfortable hearing that yeah at least the reaction shot they showed us was some displeasure uh, yeah <laughs> i also i also just loved how <laughs> just just reading the letter from her family and it's like she likes to she likes to take charge which of course was immediately after like they stand up there and he starts to tear up and she like grabs a tissue from someone who's shoving it in his <laughs> face. And then right after, she likes to take charge. I feel like that's a good skill as a wedding photographer. You gotta wrangle people. Well, yeah, yeah. You I mean you you can't you can't be shy and and pulled back as a wedding photographer. You have to be like you go there. Yeah. Mother of the bride. Stop being an idiot. Get over here. Stand with these people. I don't give a crap that you hate them at Thanksgiving. Just stand here. You gotta you gotta be take charge. And she really was. She she made him take that tissue. <laughs> we also learned they're both late perpetually. So at least they have that in common. Yeah, I mean a match made in heaven. Right there. Yeah. We also had the Jewish tradition of breaking glass at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I just noted that it seemed like they kissed pretty passionately. Yeah, it was another, it was another, <laughs> another real kiss, as you, as you called like, it. They're like, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just good vibes all around with this wow. wedding. Yeah. Man, who knew I could actually be happy about a married at first sight couple? <laughs> has it been a while for you? Yes, it <laughs> has been a long while. I feel like I'm coming out of a very long, hard winter, married at first sight speaking. <laughs> uh, but speaking of sadness, let's go back to michael i mean i think i totally just skipped that <laughs> no it's, it's, it was yeah i mean just it was just more more friends being upset, com friends comforting you know, him yeah like, just you know catastrophizing you know marriage might not be in the cards for me anymore um yeah and then back to more happiness they really like to pepper this in don't they mm-hmm um so yeah, Lauren, Lauren and Rhina after the wedding. Mm -hmm. What did you think of of their conversations, the tone, the vibe of it? I liked it too. It seems like they're starting off well. Um, I mean, way more comfortable feeling than Brennan's conversation. Yeah, they were both like asking good questions. And this is where he explained like the hair thing he was wearing and... Um, she said she did her own hair, which is impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looked nice. Yeah. Um, she tells him she's into astrology. Big into astrology. Which they have the same the same exact signs, which I do not know the significance of whatsoever. But I mean me either, but it thing. was it was a big deal to them. Mm hmm So I don't know, they seem to like each other. Yeah, uh, he was, you know, checking a lot of boxes, even though, you know, it's not like he has to check all the boxes. No, but it's always nice. <laughs> but but he is checking a lot of the boxes. Um, and, yeah, they're currently not unhappy about being matched. Will that yeah. change? Hard to say. But we, for now, things are good. We get another <laughs> Mac and Dom situation where they're like, I 
can't believe we ever trusted the experts. Ugh. <laughs> They're just, they got this so wrong. <laughs> that was so funny to me. Uh, but uh, lest we get too sidetracked from this season, um, you tell me about post-wedding for Becca and Austin. So she likes the way he looks, which is good. We also learned she doesn't drink. I don't think we had known that before. I guess I didn't pay attention at the bachelorette party. I don't believe that had been brought up before. Um, and I don't know if that's a endometriosis thing or just a personal preference, but... Yeah. Um, we also, she, he did tell her about the roommate, which we wondered, was that going to be an issue? But she doesn't seem to mind. I feel like she was maybe a little too excited about that. The roommate? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was just excited in general, it seemed. Mm -hmm. Yes. I she she seems like uh, quite the successful person, though. I mean, she she has like a whole team of photographers now, and they shoot weddings across the country. I mean, yeah, that's a lucrative business. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've been considering getting out of podcasting and getting into <laughs> wedding photography <laughs> i wouldn't want the stress of that though yeah i mean it's, it is uh that's a lot of pressure the stakes are generally slightly high you know people tend to put a fair amount of significance on their weddings and their weddings going well and all of that you know so you gotta, I guess, have the right personality to make it work, and it seems like, like she does. So, props to her. She's probably doing pretty well, financially speaking. Which, I feel like, besides Mitch, people on Married at First Sight generally are. It's hard to know, I guess, but maybe. I don't know. I just get that impression. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have more sad footage of uh, Michael. This is where he reads the letter from the bride, <sighs> calling him a true gentleman. Okay. Yes, you haven't met him yet, but <laughs> sure. Well, no. So, so I think you may be confused here. So, this this is a note she wrote after the fact. That she sent along because she she sent that that note along with a box with the gifts that he gave her before the wedding. Oh, that's right. So I guess uh, as she was headed to the airport, <laughs> she <laughs> scrawled out a note and then uh, threw it back in the box with everything to go back with the producer. I think on after party, he Michael said he gave her something called a tennis bracelet. Or I don't I didn't it seemed it sounded like it was something expensive from the way they were reacting to that. Um yeah, I don't know. It seemed like there were there were a handful of things. Like I think he just from uh what the note was saying, um he had like included uh, like like a scrapbook photo album type thing for them to fill up on their adventures sort of deal. I think there was uh it was like a collection of things that he's gave her. Well, the internet is saying anywhere from seventy eight hundred to sixty thousand dollars for t tennis bracelets. Wait, but what does that mean, tennis bracelet? I. It's like that's literally how it's spelled. T T E N N I S. But what is the it's purpose? Like, what is it it's made It's like out a of? diamond bracelet, I guess. But for tennis. I don't think it's for <laughs> tennis. I just, I, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around this oh, because this... my tennis budget is not that high. <laughs> it said this piece of jewelry owes its name to a famous incident at the 1987 U.S. Open tournament. A woman's tennis pro called Chris Everett served a ball to her opponent so briskly that her diamond bracelet flew off her wrist. Hmm, okay. I don't know. That's. I'm not familiar with that background, but okay. I mean, I feel like I feel like the pre-wedding gifts are the place 
to go sentimental over expensive. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know the person yet. So. No. You know, it's like if I'm doing married at first sight, it's like my spouse sends me this gift that's like $12,000. I'm like, taking it and running. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding, of course. But yeah, it just seems like. It's it's more it's more of a, a a place for sentimentality and trying to build connection through that versus just being like, hey, have you considered that the person you're marrying is loaded? <laughs> uh, but that's just my personal opinion on that. The last thing we see is the beginning of Claire and Cameron's wedding, or at least right up until she walks down the aisle. Yeah, I gotta say, not super optimistic about this. I don't don't even know what it is. It just feels like, it just feels like a mismatch. And like Cameron... Seems to have, I guess, no family over here except that one lady we keep seeing. I guess maybe she's a family friend or something, but I guess his family didn't make the trip over. Yeah, so it's my understanding basically that he he came to the, came to the states what like a a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and had like he had a cousin here. And like family friends, I think, and so that's who it was who made it. it was his sort of family friends, the people that were uh, his adopted slash de facto family here in the states. Um, but a lot of a lot of emotions on Claire's side of things for sure. Yeah, their brother not being there. Mm-hmm. And just general, I don't know, nerves. Would you call it nerves? Yeah, the we did see her gift to him was fabric from Scotland. Well, you can't just say fabric from Scotland. It's her clan's tartan. That has huge cultural significance. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's incredibly important i didn't catch the word tartan um i think she included a a couple of other things but yeah that was sort of the main thing um and her side was not very enthusiastic about his gift uh we even got (laughs) when cameron was opening things up talking about his gift uh the family friend was like like i'm feeling inadequate on cameron's behalf (laughs) 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 which uh i don't so i i don't know if maybe he just he didn't explain it very well in his note i thought it was kind of cute but it needed explanation because I just, I don't, I think it completely went over their heads. Like the significance yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't the, think they got that it's New Zealand guy that she's marrying. Wait, because so specifically, so he, he sent her a, a kiwi plush. Kiwi birds, if I'm not mistaken, are the actual like national bird of New Zealand. Like it's a small, kind of quirky looking, flightless bird. Like it's called a kiwi, and New Zealanders are also colloquially uh, colloquially called kiwis. He's a kiwi. Like there's this whole like <laughs> cultural thing as well. But see, if I had received that gift without explanation, I would not have known all that. Well, right, but he—I mean—he sort of—he sort of did like he was—he's was like you know, Kiwi took a long time to get here because you know he had to take the boat, you know, because Kiwis can't fly. Like, like I was totally, I—I I was on the same wavelength. 
but they were not. They no, were so like, they're just like, uh, they were like, what is ill. This? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, hopefully he's not a horrible person. <laughs> I mean, a stuffed animal is also just like it's fun. Like it's not nothing to really be offended by. I guess they were hoping for. <laughs> she was hoping for else. a tennis bracelet. <laughs> I just do do people not know about the the amazing kiwi bird? I think a lot of people probably do. I just didn't and they didn't seem to either. I learned about the amazing kiwi bird from my grandparents when I was a small child. Well, my grandparents <laughs> didn't tell me about that. <laughs> I pr- I'm pretty sure there was some like kids book about a kiwi bird. I'm sure there is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, just it was not, it was not very well received. I think one of her sisters in particular was very not enthusiastic about that. Not, like, not a good start. Wow, how insulting! He sent you a <laughs> stupid plush. What even is this? It looks weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love how we're like. Assuming they're not going to work just because of this gift. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like there's a pretty, pretty high, uh, pretty high statistical correlation here between people not understanding kiwi bird plushes and marriages not working out. Okay. Now I'm not. I'm not really linking it to that. I'm more. I guess just thinking about what we've seen so far and how, I don't know if high strong is the right word, but like there just seems to be a lot of like protectionism and like super high standards and just like, oh, if he's not this, 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 then get him out of here. Like, he better be kind he better be funny you know he better be all these things uh and i just don't think it's the best mindset to have going into this process necessarily so it's way more it's way more than the plushie (laughs) okay i would never be so petty (laughs) i would i have been that petty so many times on this show um the the last thing i had that kind of flew in the face of that and i don't know if her family is going to fully appreciate this necessarily but he did use the strip of tartan that she sent him as part of her gift uh, as the pocket square for his suit so he was standing up there with her plans tartan on display, which I thought was a a nice gesture yeah. and uh, just perhaps an indicator of taking things seriously. And hopefully, hopefully they'll appreciate it. I mean, her dad was wearing a a tie of the tartan. Her mom had a scarf. <laughs> of the tartan like it's it's obviously important to them you know and their scottish background is important to them so uh hopefully they give him a chance not sure if they will though i mean hopefully hard to say we never know it's so, it's such early days that yeah, anything we haven't can even, we haven't even seen the actual wedding yet, so no, and we haven't even made it to the honey. So many things can happen on the honeymoon. Oh, don't we know that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could have another thick gate. Is that what people call it, or is it? Is that not from Chris and Nicole? Or, um, that is uh, more specifically Mitch and Kirsten, or I guess non-slender gate. Him speaking of how the people he normally dates are, you know, perhaps oh, you know, more that, slender. That was uh, that was Clinton Gina. 
Oh, okay, you're right. That was. That was I, a disaster. <laughs> I guess. Mitch just like didn't find her attractive yeah, at first. Yeah, that's right. There wasn't even a scandal beyond just him being like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it all blends together, Christy. There have been yeah, so many. We've seen a lot of seasons. So many horrible things have gone down. Yeah, you haven't even seen what I've seen. <laughs> I don't know if my brain could handle everything you've seen. Yeah, there's there's a couple good seasons you missed. Oh, what a shame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am sad. Devastated. <laughs> Look, I enjoy watching these with my co-host and recapping these with my co-host if you are were not around it is not likely that i would be here recapping these shows so in a way this is all your fault <laughs> i suppose so mm -hmm. yep all these poor people out there listening to our opinions it's all your fault uh but is there uh, is there anything uh, that you're looking forward to moving forward is there anything that you've heard that you can tell us about will tidbits secret tidbits um, I mean, I think I already mentioned that Michael supposedly has a replacement bride, but that's all still we know up in at, the air. No that's idea. all we know at this point. That's good. Uh, I'm predicting it now. It's going to be weird. Going to well, be yeah. weird. I mean, how are they going to like do the timing of like him filming with everyone else? Or is that just going to be like their own separate thing? It's just so strange. I agree with that. I can't say I'm looking forward to finding out how they handle it. It's going to be weird. But if that's all you got, then we'll, we just have to end on a weird note.